Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, happy Wednesday, everybody. With the long holiday weekend approaching, I am so excited to share that this is one of two episodes we'll be dropping this week. And our theme of the week is podcasting. So we'll be featuring some incredible podcast hosts this week and talking about their journeys as podcasters, starting with today's guest, Christine Schieffer. Christine is the host of the award-winning comedy podcast, And That's Why We Drink, which she started in 2017 with her best friend, M. Schultz. The podcast explores the strange and unusual as Christine and M dive into paranormal and true crime stories, sharing some of their own experiences with the supernatural, as well as audience stories that are sent in. Since its launch, and that's why We Drink has accumulated over 80 million downloads and was the 2019 winner of the People's Voice Webby Award for Best Comedy Podcast. Christine also co-hosts a second podcast, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet, with her brother Alex. And on this hilarious podcast, Alex and Christine read one-star reviews of businesses in a very dramatic fashion. I am so excited to have Christine on and discuss how she got into podcasting full-time and what it's like juggling two different shows. I think you'll really enjoy hearing her story, so you know what to do. Turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Well, Christine, thank you so much for coming on. You know, you're the co-host of two podcasts. You have your hands full. Um, you're the co-host of, and that's why we drink and beach too sandy, water too wet, both very different, both very fun. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm super amped to be here. Of course. So I guess like, I'm just curious, how have you been during the whole pandemic? How, how has everything been by you? Oh my goodness. Great question. Um, well, we, my husband and I bought a house about, um, two weeks before the pandemic kind of hit. So we didn't really realize what we were getting ourselves into. Um, and we ended up moving cross country right during the, <laughs> the height of it. Uh, and you know, drove like five days across the country. It felt like, I don't know, it felt abandoned. Everything was like empty. It was where I got to see a lot of the lot of the cities of America during the pandemic. And it was kind of, I don't know, kind of creepy, but we moved back to my hometown um, in Cincinnati and uh, just kind of been, you know, chilling in my little bubble here, but things are opening back up. So I feel like I need to get used to being (laughs) social and presenting myself again. I know, especially when it comes to like meeting strangers and interacting with the people that are like outside of the bubble that I was in this whole past year. It's oh, really, yeah. really weird. I'm rusty. I'm like, I'm not used to socializing anymore. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be just an interesting transition for, I, I think for life itself, you know, mm-hmm. so much has changed, whether it's work, home lives, every, so many people have moved, you know, you just said you moved, like so yep. many people have moved new locations. Just life itself has changed so much, but it's also very exciting because yeah. I'm just excited to travel again and just get out um, and, you know, have fun. But yeah, oh, yeah, so you said Midwest, you're from the Midwest, and I'm interested in your background because you are a big fan of 
true crime, the horror <laughs> genre. And it's really interesting. You know, I was just chatting about this with you beforehand. We've, I don't think I've ever had anyone on the podcast to specifically talk about these subjects. Um, and it's become like, I, I think the whole murder mystery, true crime podcast genre has really taken off and not just in podcasting, but I think shows too. Um, yeah. There's so much out there now around these topics and people love it. Like women love it. And it's yes, uh, for like, sure. I think Saturday Night Live did a, did a skit. Oh yeah. On that. <laughs> That's great. I got that sent to me a lot on Twitter. It was pretty good. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, it's, it's so true. And it's, I wouldn't, I guess it's kind of surprising because w- you know, to be fascinated by mm-hmm. like the strange and unusual and the spooky and the scary. Um, but how your background, how did you, I mean, did you just always love just horror crime, all of it? <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because looking back, like I was never, I don't like horror movies. I'm scared easily by like anything fictional scary. Like I, I didn't read Stephen King till I was like in college because I was that much of a baby. Um, but always the the real life creepiness was fa- more fascinating to me. Um, and, you know, I don't entirely know where it comes from. I, my mom read a lot of those like really cheesy, like uh, paperbacks growing up. So maybe I just saw the covers of all these, uh, you know, they were like Kroger 99 cent paperbacks of like <laughs> yeah. crimes. Um, so, I, you know, I'm not totally sure where it came from, except um, we did have a few instances growing up where um my so we lived with my mom for the most part and it was just my brother my mom and me and we had a couple like scary experiences as far as break-ins um we had one where my mom had to like hide us under the bed because somebody was downstairs and had broken in uh so we had a couple of those like very alarming experiences um at one point my mom was mugged while driving the car and I was in the back seat and like scary things as a child that maybe now that I'm kind of saying it out loud I'm like well actually that probably makes a lot of sense because um I've read I think it was a New York Times article a few years ago uh that the interest like a lot of psychologists believe that the interest in true crime for women comes from wanting to have some control over being the victim for the most part and you know as we can probably all guess women are oftentimes the victims in these (laughs) you know a lot of the crimes there's even that trope like the husband did it um and so I think a lot of times it's like a getting control back and like learning as much as you can and trying to like own the situation um and understand it from afar like in a safe way um so I think that might be what it what really drew me to it um and then on the paranormal side, I always had a Ouija board under my bed and, you know, was just obsessed with that. Great. So when I met Em, I was like, okay, I finally met the person who's going to answer my million questions about ghosts. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say too, like I, growing up, I was never a fan of like, what is it? Your Freddy Krueger, no. your like your scream, not a fan of like the gory. No, I was yeah. more terrified by, you know, you brought up Stephen King. I think I had saw, I saw it at like a very young oh, age not like so young but like maybe like I mean nine or ten I feel like that like it's a, pretty young <laughs> yeah it's a frightening movie and I think it's it's the things that aren't 
so seemingly scary on the surface that frightened yes. me more than like the in your face, like this is the, like slasher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. So that always stressed me out. But then, yeah, it wasn't until like I had gotten into college that a lot of like true crime podcasts came out and like serial obviously became right. huge. Um, and then just, I don't know, just sort of the new sort of wave of, and it's so funny because we were just talking about this um, on our last episode. I had uh, Deborah Iorende who is in them on Amazon mm-hmm. prime. And that's a horror like television right. series. And we were talking about how like the whole genre of scary horror, whatever is really like being used for social commentary now. And I think that yeah. makes it scarier. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. It's like makes it more real. Yeah. Well, like, and that was the whole thing with Jordan Peele. Like mm-hmm. when um, Us came out and Get Out, like obviously th- both films are frightening. They have their own like, you know, jump scares <laughs> in them. But like, it's just also the messages that you can weave into. Oh yeah. The they like hit multiple nerves that I guess people weren't used to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's really scary. So, um, yeah, I'm like curious, did you have like, even recently, has there been like anything across, whether it be film, television, any sort of like scary podcast, even, um, that have really like stuck out to you and that have become your favorites? Yeah, that's a great question because I feel like at this point, uh, of podcasting, we're in our, oh my God, like our fourth year, fifth, I don't know. We've been doing it for longer than I ever remember but um you like I I get pretty used to it and I feel like I've not jaded is not the right word but I've gotten like pretty good at setting boundaries with like okay this is (laughs) I'm gonna separate myself from this story before I go to bed um and watch the good place or you know try and (laughs) (laughs) like distance myself a little bit from the actual horror of it um because at the beginning that was definitely a learning curve of like don't let it get into your head um, <clears throat> so the, th- for the most part, I'm pretty good at that. There was one story recently. I mean, I think it was probably a couple months ago. Um, and it was a story of Israel keys. Have you heard of him? He's like a serial not. killer. Yeah. I think people call him like the scariest serial killer you've never heard of. Um, and oh my, I, I was <laughs> researching this alone at home and I like had to sleep with the lights on. I was like checking every window. I mean, I was thoroughly freaked out and I think the reason this might go back to what you were just saying about like kind of the ordinary becoming scary is that he was so unpredictable like he would literally just pick a random city and just book a flight and travel there and then just pick a random victim and decide like okay tonight I'm gonna go in that house and murder this elderly couple and then you know two weeks later he or two months later, he kidnapped like a teenager. It's it's like all over the place and there's no predicting it. And it's almost like <laughs> victims were all like wrong place, wrong time. There was no, I mean, I guess maybe it's control. There was no control. Like it's not like, oh, with Son of Sam, if you have brown hair, everybody was, you know, cutting their hair off to make sure they didn't look like his victims. Um, but with this guy, man, he was scary because he just was so random all over the place. No like type, no MO all over the board. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was freaked out. I had to lock yeah, my I, windows. All of that's Well, and that's the thing too. Like I, when was that? Like a couple years ago now, like Ted Bundy, the whole Ted mm. Bundy case like resurfaced. Yes. And yeah. you had the doc, you had the movie, like 
And then just not only that, but we have so many shows now about, you know, people who went missing. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's wild, the fascination within it, but it is fascinating because you wonder like, how did this happen? How could it happen? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's really one of my personal favorites. And this is like really embarrassing (laughs) to admit. Um, And it all sort of started within the pandemic. Uh, I feel like everybody sort of like found shows that, (laughs) you know, they never really would have gone there before. (laughs) You know, COVID made them do it. And I, I had started, uh, you know, quarantining with my family and we were like, just awful at deciding what to watch when oh, it yeah. came to like, you know, you have Netflix, you have Amazon. It's like, what do we watch? And we had cable and we were scrolling through and we saw on the ID network, it's called fear thy neighbor. Oh, I've heard of that show. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's really embarrassing to admit, but like, obviously people watch it. It's on oh, like yeah. the sixth or seventh season, season, but, um, it's essentially a show about neighbors who have oh, committed ew. crimes against one another, which is a lot of them. Some of them are like a little more jocular, but then you have sure. the ones where it's like, wow, there's like, you know, a mass shooting or, you know, Ooh. something really extreme and, and sad, but it's like, there's a little bit of comic relief in it in the sense that they do reenactments. So they oh, yeah. have people come in. <laughs> Love a good reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> they have people come in, you know, to talk about the cases and, you know, some of the neighbors on the block that come right. to share their story of what happened. And the whole time you have just, and I'm sorry, <laughs> like everybody's really out there trying to make ends meet. I get it. But just some of the the acting in this, it's so bad. <laughs> and the voice, like it's it's just really bad. Oh yeah, um, the cheesiness fact, the cheese factor is a, a thousand oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. And like whoever does the voiceover for it, um, she's incredible. And like I just want to meet her in real life at this point. <laughs> um, but it's I highly recommend it to anyone. I don't who think I've ever it. watched an episode. I always see it like on because I have like an account, of course, uh yeah. on on their streaming site and but I've never actually watched it. So now I'm fully committed. This is my Friday evening activity you've just planned for me. It's so, well, yeah. And like, watch it with a buddy. Like, you yeah, can yeah, watch yeah. it with someone to like laugh. Like, but appreciate. again, then you have like some episodes are so funny and like the reenactments are so bad. But then, like, you have some of these cases that are absolutely horrific. And it's just like, well, wait a second. You're like, closing <laughs> your blinds, like, okay, actually, yeah. what is my neighbor doing over there? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's it's wild. And I'm just curious then with, and that's why we drink, like, so you, um, a little bit about your background, I guess, if you want to just introduce people to it, you had actually been working for Nickelodeon at the time. You wanted to go into writing. You wanted to Very go opposite into- opposite the true yeah. crime. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you decide, and you co-host it with M. how mm-hmm. did you decide, you know, you wanted to just sort of switch lanes and jump into the podcasting realm? Yeah. You know, it was kind of a I hesitate to say fluke. I mean, we, you know, we worked really hard on it, but it was sort of just a hobby. Uh, You know, Em and I met in grad school, but we didn't really become friends until we were out in LA and didn't, you know, we were desperate for (laughs) companionship. LA can be a lonely place. And uh, we got together and realized we had all these interests and Em had been a, you know, a ghost hunter. And I was actually temping at the time as a, at a private investigation company. And so we both had like you know, weird stories we could regale each other with. And uh, a couple of months into hanging out, Em was like, hey, you know, those podcasts you taught me about, like I, sh- I showed Em podcasts and uh, they were like, 
maybe we could do that. And I was like, I don't think so. Like I'm busy. You're busy. That seems like a lot of work. Um, but my husband, who's my boyfriend at the time was like, you need a hobby. Like you need, you need something fun to do on the side. So I was like, fine, we'll do it for a few months and see what happens. Um, and we started recording, we put all our savings into buying like microphones and we were like, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but we didn't have any expectations. Uh, and we just started, you know, doing the show. We, I plugged it. <laughs> don't tell my boss, but I used to plug it like during, uh, during work, I would just sit at my desk and like obsess over how to like promote your podcast and all that. Um, and a few months in, it kind of started to take off and, uh, it was right around then that I started at Nickelodeon, which was my you know dream job. And so I was like, oh boy. So now I suddenly have like my dream job that I somehow magically got. And then also this new dream job that I didn't know existed that is now, you know, becoming a real job. And, uh, I kind of had to make the choice of like which direction to go. And, you know, I'd always wanted to work for myself, like, you know, have more freedom and flexibility and scheduling and that kind of thing. And just having our own business and our own project was just so cool that, um, we both ended up leaving our jobs and taking the plunge, but we definitely didn't do that till like a year and a half in. Cause we were, <laughs> we were like, we want to make sure this is a real, uh, you know, career move and we're not just like throwing away our LA careers, but, um, yeah, it ended up being, you know, its own job, which I guess goes to show like, if you have something you are interested in, want to do, and it doesn't sound like a real job, quote unquote, like <laughs> you can make it happen. I don't know how we did, but somehow it worked. So yeah. I mean, it, it's absolutely incredible. Like what you've done with it and how you've literally turned it into a brand almost, if you will. Um, and you've surpassed like 200 episodes. It's, it's so <laughs> great. I love like hearing, you know, people's stories, especially too. I just had somebody tell me yesterday that they, uh, decided to leave the current job they were at because they're like, is this going to fulfill me? Right. You right. know, if I keep advancing, like, will it fulfill me? And they ended up switching their career and took something else. And it's such, it's such a difficult thing to do. Yeah. It's scary. But for I sure. feel like once you do it, it, I mean, it's the, it's the right thing to do. It's very rewarding. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely scary, definitely risky. Um, but definitely it was rewarding for sure. And, you know, at that point too, we were doing live shows and touring and I was like, I just can't make both work. I can't do a full-time job in an office and also be in Canada next week for, you know, a live show. So mm-hmm. yeah, you just gotta, you know, and that was the reason we were able to move back to my hometown and buy a house here. So, well, you know, working from home, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> the dream, <laughs> you know, but it is, it's really nice in the sense that even like for, you know, you can relate for podcasting. It's, I think while we've always had like FaceTime and Skype, I feel like zoom and then everyone having to do everything remotely mm-hmm. and online, it's just opened up the doors for conversation. Oh, yeah. Like you can, you know, like everyone's available and everybody wants to, I think that's another they, thing. They were doing like TV shows, like on zoom, like, cause they had to yeah. like late night comedy, you know, crazy. It, it is. And it's just, I think it's opened the door for conversation and just, you know, being able to interact with people outside of, you know, mm-hmm. your bubble or those that you normally would. Um, and it, it's really interesting, but yeah. So with the podcast, like I guess for those who haven't listened in, let's try and, you know, let's try and plug it. Uh, for those who <laughs> haven't listened in, would you mind uh, 
just sort of introducing what you guys talk about. And I mean, you do, every episode is sort of different, right? You're mm-hmm. literally telling stories, um, some of your own and some of, you know, listeners even. So if you wouldn't mind just, I guess, introducing the sort of conversations you have on Absolutely. It. Yeah. This is very me to like halfway through be like, anyway, here's what I actually do. Um, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a true crime slash paranormal podcast um, it's where every week M, my co-host and I bring a different story to the table, but we don't tell each other what it is in advance. And that's kind of part of the fun, at least for us, is that we don't know it yet. So it's almost like we get to tell tell the story and hear the other person react in real time. Um, and I think that also helps, uh, has helped our listeners feel more engaged because they get to kind of learn or react alongside us. Um, so Em will do a paranormal story. They worked as a, an, a paranormal investigator in college. Uh, and so, you know, has some sort of uh, like background in that as well. And some brings some knowledge to the table. And, uh, you know, it used to be just ghosts, but it's become anything from like cryptids to alien stories, which are like my personal fear uh, and anything kind of creepy and mysterious. And then on my side, it's true crime. So anything from, you know, Israel Keys serial killer to cults to, uh, you know, anything, anything crime related. Um, and we bring a story to the table and, um, you know, we try to keep it light, not, you know, the stories we don't keep light, but the surrounding banter, we try to keep, you know, it's hard to explain because it's a quote unquote comedy podcast. And my parents still are like, I don't get it because it's, (laughs) it's hard in theory to understand how that could be comedic. And, you know, we work really hard to not, uh, make jokes at the expense of victims, obviously, or anything like that. But, Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of like the surrounding content, like our friendship and updating each other and like, you know, mispronouncing words or just silly things that become kind of um, comedic relief, I guess, like, like our, like our reenactors, right. are just as cheesy, I guess, as our reenactors. <laughs> you got to try to add light. some comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it were, I mean, it seems to work and uh, it's, it's super fun for us, kind of like a dream job. So we have a yeah. good time. Check it I out. mean, like I said, it, it, I think it's really interesting to listen into all of these stories. And, you know, like we had mentioned before, there, some of them are stories you bring to the table. Others, like you have listeners that write mm. in. I was just listening to the episode you did with um, the woman, uh, I believe I'm getting this right, who had said that her baking sheets like fell off oh. of the fridge. And like I, stacked I mean, in a weird way. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> that it like, it stressed me out. And like, I, yeah. I wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Right. I think that's also part of it is that we still get surprised and we still get scared even after, you know, four years of doing this. Um, like there are still some times that take us by surprise and like we still get, you know, goosebumps and still manage to freak ourselves out. So that's part of the fun too, for sure. Oh yeah. Well, and that's the other thing with, I think like scary stories, paranormal stories, all of it, like it's not, I think a lot of people tend to think it's you know, fiction and not saying that like every story that comes out of somebody's mouth is real, but I think it's always just super puzzling and horrifying, if you will, when, you know, somebody says, oh, this happened to me. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but it's mysterious and we don't have an answer for it. So yeah, still creepy in its own way. Even if it wasn't like, yeah, a demon sent from Satan, it's like something weird happened. Who knows what it was, but still creepy. 
Yeah. So has there been like, I guess out of all the, you know, you've done over 200 episodes, like I said, (laughs) has there been like one story, whether it, you know, happened to you or one that you just came across that like really, really spooked you? I'm trying to think there, there definitely have been some of the ones that really have kind of, uh, become almost like lore in our podcast community are the haunted dolls and, you know, even people who don't believe any of this stuff, any, any paranormal stuff, like I think most people can understand why like porcelain dolls and stuff are, are creepy. I feel like clowns and dolls, like automatically have kind of an air about them whether it's paranormal or just like uh something different but um some of the haunted dolls are like when m covers those we have to we've had to in the past give this sounds so ridiculous give like a a warning like a content warning because we've done it was I forget which one of the doll I'm not going to even say her name because this is what ends up happening is that we'll mention her and then without fail like the the computer will shut down the audio will just vanish like we had one point where uh we recorded an episode and we were like joking about this doll and afterward our producer was like brought us over and was like look at this computer I was in the other room and it says like uh his name like Justin deleted the file at like 134 and he was like in a completely different part of the building and like nobody was there and file just disappeared and so we've been very careful about mentioning um some of their names it really does sound ridiculous but we've had people write in with nosebleeds and fender benders and getting sent to the hospital we have more selfies of people in hospital beds being like your episode sent me to the hospital (laughs) and we're like oh my god (laughs) it's so bizarre and it doesn't happen with any of the other episodes um thank god but yeah the the doll ones i don't know what it is but apparently it's like if you say their names and talk about them they know okay yeah we won't, we won't <laughs> i'm not gonna, bring, names. not gonna say her name not even gonna go there i've learned my lesson over the years but yeah some of them like really i'm just like we try to I'm like don't don't even don't even go there well and then they make the doll movies and like yes it, exactly, I exactly i can't like just move on to something different please (laughs) yeah and well they just released um recently they released the new conjuring movie and I had surprisingly I had never watched them in the past me neither and for whatever reason like I think I was just on Twitter and saw it trending and I was like oh I have you know access to this now because everything's on streaming services and so I was like well why not watch it and I had no idea that these were like all about like true stories. <laughs> oh, geez. That makes it so much worse. It makes it so much worse. So much worse. And yeah. And then like, I swear, like everything, it's like religions involved and like, there's oh, always, it's always the like demonic, like, no, no, no. Yeah. Well, it's, it was sort of like a lot of, it was like exorcism, mm-hmm. spirits taking over your body. It was a lot going on. And then like an actual murder, like a murder that happened in real life. So it like, you know, leads you to believe, okay, like what's true, what happened, um, and really just plays with your mind. But yeah, it, and it's amazing to hear like what other people, you know, have to say. A lot of times I think we do think it's like, oh, you know, all just for show, all just for entertainment purposes. But like, it's surprising to hear like, you know, from just even people, you know, like what goes on and. Absolutely. And there's, there's one 
um, podcast that Em and I both really like called Jim Harold's Campfire. And it's basically people call in with their own ghost stories. It's basically like a much more uh, straightforward version of our show where people call in and tell their stories. And it's, it's great. Um, and, you know, he always says that even the skeptics will sometimes call in and say, oh, I don't believe any of this. But there was this one time this thing <laughs> happened. And, you know, it's always like, okay, but there's always an exception or there's always something that got them or scared them or that they can't explain. Um, I think that's such a good point is like, you know, even if you don't believe anything at all, like you can't explain it all, you know, science can't explain it all. Mm-hmm. Some <laughs> things just don't make sense. And that's the thing that like, I don't understand. Like I've heard people talk about dreams that they had had mm-hmm. where like they've seen people and then like end up meeting them in real life or find out something in real life <laughs> that like, proves that dream that they had. Um, and like all, like all of it, it's just like things go missing, things appear. Like there's so many like little stories that I've heard from people and it stresses me out. Yeah, And they're not like conjuring level worthy of like a Hollywood blockbuster, but it's still like, that's almost what makes them creepy. It's like, they're believable. Cause it's just a friend who's like, no, this happened. Right. And explain it adds to the creep factor. Yeah. I don't know. It, <laughs> And it's, it's exciting to like, like I said, I, I, I do really like, I would say I like the true crime shows more than like your quote unquote, like horror series or films right. or whatever. Um, and there, there've been a lot of them recently that came out and also like docu docu series and documentaries right. on like missing people and, you know, different. Oh, there've different been cases. a lot of those. Yeah. True. Yeah. Netflix so, was on a, a roll there for a while. <laughs> oh yeah. Well they did. I mean, there's, I can't even remember the names cause there's like so many different, there so was many the, different they did pieces. the Cecil hotel in LA, like where mm-hmm. the girl vanished after being seen on the elevator and a lot of those creepy, creepy stories that I'd covered like years ago and then, you know, hadn't thought about for so long. And ugh. yeah. And then just like people like that. You know, well, um, it's very sad, but the whole Madeline McCann story, mm, McCain, mm-hmm. um, like every now and then something will like pop up because yep. they think they have a lead or, and it's just wild. Like you think, I don't know. It, it's crazy. And there's so much out there and there's so much to get spooked by, but there's also a lot to really like find out about. And it's uh, some of these cases are truly like insane how information went uncovered for so long. I mean, how people even found out about everything. And I was even talking to, I'm, so I'm from an area of like Northeastern Pennsylvania. And, uh, if you had seen the movie, uh, the Irishman with, um, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci and I, it was I like think the, I did a long time ago <laughs> yeah it well it was when did it come out like two years ago and it was the oh, big okay. no, uh, I have, I like probably have not. Martin Scorsese <laughs> like uh the big oh, like three hour long film it's so long yes I so remember long. that one yes I remember that one so um the one Joe Pesci plays um Buffalino I believe yes and that guy's actually from, well, he was from my area where oh. I, I currently, you know, live in Northeastern Pennsylvania. And then I, I was just with a couple of friends in New York the other day and we started talking about it and cause they're also from the area and we were like, wow, there's like a lot of crazy, um, like when you think of the mafia and the mob yeah. and all that, there's like a lot of crazy murders. And I mean, like you, I mean, the whole thing with Jimmy Hoffa, the right. big, like, mom, like, people don't know, they still don't know where his body is. 
Oh. And it's like, there's so much secrecy and suspicion. And I think in terms of, you know, just crime, it's really interesting to take a look at all that. Oh yeah. And then sometimes you'll have the stories that come out like now, like that are breaking or unfolding in current time and like on Twitter and you can follow along and that's almost, it just kind of reminds you like, oh, these aren't just stories that happen in the past that we bring up. It's like, this stuff still happens. Like people still vanish and people still murder their own families and, you know, just yeah. the wildest shit that you'd think like, oh, it sounds like some, you know, cheesy show on ID or whatever, but it still, still happens, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, which again, just makes it even, even scarier and like more real. Yeah, totally. Well, I guess like on a, on a more positive note, <laughs> um, <laughs> I always tend to bring it down. That's, that's one of my, one of the like jokes on the show and we'll cover like a fun cryptid. And then I'm like, so we have a murder suicide today. And it's like, well, I don't know why we decided I go second on the show every week. Um, I feel like it's, we always end on kind of a low, but that's well, okay. like I said, I mean, it's, it's all really interesting and super relevant. I mean, the, industry, if you will, when you look at podcasting, TV, film, like so much of it has become consumed by these like horror crime, true yeah. crime junkies. That is true. And it, it's, it's interesting though, because a lot of it, you know, some cases are relevant, some are there to scare you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's mm-hmm. a lot going on with it all. But yeah, I, I, I love that you guys have that podcast and it, it's just so great. Um, but you also, you know, you do other things outside of that. You have another <laughs> podcast. I do. And- it's shocking, but <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess, like, what are your other your other interests? What's been keeping you busy throughout the whole pandemic? Yeah, no. So, um, well, I recently got pregnant. Well, not so recently anymore. I'm like well more than halfway through. So that's definitely been like a an adjustment and like you know, given me something to do as far as like, okay, we have to prepare for like another human living in our home now. Um, so that's definitely been its own activity. But as uh, my therapist tells me, that's not a hobby. So she's like, you need like real hobbies. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to think. So my brother and I host a podcast that's like completely different, like you said. And I think that has been the best way for me to kind of set a boundary or distance myself from some of this stuff. Um, so that my life isn't like completely consumed by true crime. Um, and we basically read one star Yelp reviews and put like dramatic music and kind of make fun of the Karens of the world. And it's just a very nice, you know, re- comedic relief from the other show that I host. Uh, so we do that. And, you know, if I'm researching like a Madeline McCann or something and mm-hmm. I'm just, it's too much, I will be like, you know what, let's hop over to Yelp and read what people complained about the nacho fries, like over at, you know, whatever bar. So it is kind of <laughs> nice to have a balance and have something else to focus on um, when the crime gets too much. But yeah, you know, just getting our new house ready, being, trying to be a grown up or at least pretend we're grown ups, Um, and just, you know, I cross stitch just like some old lady ho- hobbies I have. I love that though. <laughs> so yeah, you know, just try to fill my time. I mean, a lot of it is work, but thankfully it's not all crime. Yeah. I know. Well, I, I told myself and I'm disappointed in myself. I told myself I was going to learn how to knit during the pandemic. I did not. <laughs> we all did. Don't worry. I didn't do it either. And I promised myself that and make bread and I didn't do either one. So pretty. I surprisingly, I did make a lot of bread. Hey. I mean, not like <laughs> I, I made 
banana bread and um, like an <laughs> Irish, uh, I don't know if you know, like Irish brown bread at all. Oh but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I made like Irish brown bread a couple times. Nice, and fancy. It was like that good kind of bread that made you feel like, okay, like this is like some sort of health to it. Yeah, like hearty. Um, like, it's got, yeah, it's like a good soup, like chowder with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did that, but like did not learn how to knit, told myself I would. <laughs> a lot um, of us, I think, bought materials for hobbies and then never actually like went as far as to like I remember M bought a ukulele like we just all kind of adopted strange hobbies (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but then like of course you know had all the time in the world to catch up on the true crime tv shows and all of that um but yeah so and then you know you talked about so one star reviews I I love that concept um (laughs) it's so it's so random but like (laughs) but it's so like it's so great because I'll like every now and then I'll catch myself. Like just the other day I was looking through reviews and like I came across, it was for a restaurant and like some guy gave it like five stars, but then I kept seeing like negative words in it, but he, oh God, it was like fantastic. He was like, yeah, like this food was great. Like even my picky vegan wife, like was able to find something <laughs> that she likes. Yeah, and then he like so said something else that like bashed God. her. And I'm like, all right. Like it was just so random. And I'm like, is your marriage okay? Yeah, yeah. Wait, um, that's when you, that's what, see, we've learned. That's when you click on their profile and see like counseling service or like see what else they've reviewed, <laughs> like one-star reviews on other places. You learn a lot about people from their Yelp page. Yeah. And you just did an episode on the Opry and I oh, love yeah. that because I was, I was just in Nashville, like not that long ago. And I did go to the Opry and I had a good oh. experience at the Opry. I did. We did too. But we were surprised. <laughs> the parking lot though. The parking I, lot is bad. The parking lot is bad. And when, the day I showed up, it was pouring down rain. Uh-huh. I was really embarrassed. I had on like, um, like the flare bell bottom. Oh, hell uh, yeah pants those are like I didn't really think of that because I was driving (laughs) and so I had them like hiked up to my oh sure I didn't like you know get caught on the pedal um I could see the the news headlines now (laughs) I got the bell bottoms get caught in the brakes oh god yeah but the the parking lot I like could not find my way around it and it was raining so it's like a lot going on trying to like make the you know yeah. And it, it just, it was a lot, but yeah, I think one star reviews are, are fabulous to read, like in a very dramatic setting. Yeah, we have fun, you know, and it's like that it, it, they can be a real bummer, like, especially when it's like, you know, I mean, during COVID it was like its own uh, fascinating beast that came out of like masks and people complaining about like, uh, you know, why are they making me wear a mask in Costco and just, you know, all sorts of mm-hmm. business where we were like, okay, the Karens have gained like some sort of strength, you know, yeah. uh, and they're getting stronger and it's scary. Um, <clears throat> but um, so, yeah, we try to make light of it and, you know, keep it entertaining and like try to, we don't take ourselves too seriously and we try to make sure reviewers can't take themselves too seriously. 
Definitely. Well, yeah, it's all really exciting um, to see, you know, what all you continue to sort of discuss. And I mean, like I said, I'm going to be linking everything up so then people oh, can just go listen um, if they're if they're looking to hear the true crime or if they're looking for the funny. Um, they- <laughs> yes, so it's a lot. It's a wide range, I guess. <laughs> Whatever their hearts desire. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, and that's it's so great to hear about, uh, you know, your little baby on the way. Oh, thank you. Um, it, it's it's going to be so- a baby in a weird household of like, what does your mom do? Well, <laughs> it's hard to explain. <laughs> she reads out reviews and uh... <laughs> let's skip the true crime part, maybe in preschool. We'll talk about that when you're older. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and it's really exciting. And I think with given your career and, you know, we talked about even earlier, just sort of the this decision you made to change it up, right? With handling it, I always like to ask, um, is there a piece of advice or a lesson that you've learned throughout your career that's really helped you handle your life? Yes, absolutely. Um, I love this question. And I think the number one thing that I've really learned and embraced is that someone else's opinion of you is none of your business. And I think that I have to tell myself that a lot because, you know, putting yourself out there in the public eye or even just living your regular life, you know, you'll get not everyone's going to like you. And I, I struggle with that (laughs) very much like Mm -hmm. what, why, you know, I, I, I've struggled with um, criticism, even like valid criticism. Um, And so that's something, especially as a podcaster, um, you know, getting critiques and reviews and I'm sure, you know, it's hard to please, you can't please everybody. Uh, And so that's something I've definitely learned is like, even in your day-to-day life, you know, not everyone's going to like you and just keep doing you and, as long as you're pleased with what you're doing, it doesn't really matter what other people think. I love that. And yeah, I think especially as like, you know, podcasters, one thing when I started it, the like, I, I never really took into consideration before was that I just, I guess back then still sort of now I hated hearing my own voice oh, yeah. and I'm just like, <laughs> I just, you know, hate hearing my own voice. And I'm like, this is the bad, like the wrong business to be in. Um, but then it's like, <laughs> why do I like, why do I hate hearing my own voice? Like, it's all in Good my point. head. Like, you can, like explore <laughs> that. Like, Hmm, what's the real right. issue here? <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you know, I think it's always great to hear what other people have to say, right. If we, you want to hear what people think and like, yep. if they have something positive, that's great. If they have something negative. Okay. But like, that doesn't mean you have to, first of all, take it to heart. That's true. That's and true. second of all, like buy into it. Yeah. You don't need to change yourself necessarily. And there's plenty of, I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. You know, we've learned a lot about like just the world and, you know, people writing in and saying like, Hey, just so you know, that's like an insensitive way to look at things or, you know, especially in the true crime space. Um, so I feel like I've grown a lot in that way and, and learned a lot of empathy that, you know, I didn't realize how much there was to understand about, you know, the world and society and being sensitive toward other people. And I think um, that kind of criticism is always welcome and helpful. And, you know, I will always admit when I'm wrong, which mm-hmm. happens, believe it or not, it happens. Um, but yeah, some of the, just like, you know, you get nasty, you get the quote unquote Karens, um, you get the nasty comments and it's like, yeah. sometimes you just got to learn to not engage and just say, you know what, that's their problem, not mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I I've learned even just like with anything, if there's something in life 
that like bothers me. I'm just like, wait, why am I getting worked up about it? Good point. Yeah. You know, like it's better why? for your blood pressure too, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like if everybody did that, then we'd be so much better off by, you oh, know, amen. always, Although I wouldn't always- have a, I wouldn't have a podcast the my Yelp podcast. So <laughs> we need some people to be, we need some haters on the internet. <laughs> Well, Christine, thank you so much for coming on. This was great. And like wishing you all the best with everything. Um, It's going to be exciting. Uh, You know, this new chapter you're going to embark on. Thank you. This was so much fun. I am always down to talk about, you know, murders and bad reenactors. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Well, guys, I absolutely loved having Christine on and I hope you enjoyed our conversation, especially if you're into spooky stories. And if you haven't listened to And That's Why We Drink or Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet, I have links in the episode description for you to check them both out. Thank you to Christine so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I'll see you this Friday with a brand new episode, but until then... Keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.